Welcome to the Mindful Life Podcast. Join me, your host, Marianne Eve, mental health social worker and mindfulness educator, as I navigate living my best life with the intention to educate and raise the collective consciousness around the benefits of living a mindful life. Each week via the Mindful Life Podcast, I will bring to you a range of content, including special guests that explore mindfulness, mindset, and mental health. Are you feeling tired or are you under stress? Are you overloaded or just generally feeling overwhelmed? Well, I'm really excited to share a very special stress reduction tool that I've been using and recommending to my clients for a number of years. Calm is the number one app for meditation, relaxation and sleep. With over 21 million downloads and achieving the Apple App of the Year in 2017, Calm is so perfectly aligned with all that I do as a mental health professional and all that I teach here at the Mindful Life Podcast. It is the perfect stress relief strategy and the perfect mindfulness tool. The app has so many fantastic and easy to use features, including Daily Calm, a brand new 10 minute meditation every day, 100 plus guided meditations covering anxiety, focus, gratitude, and so much more. 80 plus sleep stories to settle the mind and relax the body. Exclusive music tracks for focus, relaxation, and sleep. Calm Masterclass featuring world-renowned mindfulness experts. My personal favorites include sleep stories, and I've recently discovered Calm Music, which I have on a continuous loop at my practice, in counseling sessions, and in classes. I also love the Calm Masterclass videos, which cover some fantastic topics, including gratitude, happiness, and mindful eating. And not to mention all the great features the app now offers for kids, including sleep stories, meditations, and lullabies. I'm so very excited to be partnering with Calm to bring you, my listeners, some amazing offers. Calm is so generously offering the Mindful Life podcast listeners a free four-week subscription to the Calm Premium app. All you need to do is head to the following link, calm.com forward slash calm health trial. That's calm.com forward slash calm health trial. And just follow the prompts to enjoy your free four-week trial of Calm Premium. You'll be feeling calm, relaxed and at peace in no time. The Mindful Life podcast acknowledges the Wurundjeri people who are the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast was recorded. We recognise their continuing connection to land, water and community and pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Hello and thanks for joining me for episode number five of the Mindful Life podcast. In today's episode, I talk goals and goal setting and how having a goal fits with the practice of mindfulness. I also discuss how we can come back from not achieving our goals and how having a goal to work towards can help us grow and learn more about ourselves. So new year, new you. Given we are now almost at the end of 2018, today's the last day, 
Uh, and tomorrow is the first day of 2019. This is often the time when some people set goals. And I think it is a good time to make some changes, but of course we don't need to wait for a new year to set goals or even at the very least to make positive changes in our life. But the new year can certainly be a good motivator. And I'm guessing this is the time of year that the sales of gym memberships go through the roof with people setting goals to be fit and healthy and just generally get into shape. So it seems that uh, this can be the time of year for people to uh, focus on self-improvement and focus on bettering themselves by setting goals. So if you're here listening, it may be because you're curious or perhaps it's because you want to learn all about goal setting. So I thought I'd begin by talking about how goal setting sits with the practice of mindfulness. And here's where you may be thinking, and rightly so, isn't setting goals projecting ourselves into the future? If I'm actively working towards a goal, how can I be living in this moment? Well, I think that's a good point. And here are my thoughts. Having a goal actually keeps you focused in the present moment. With every goal we have, we have tasks in the now that we must complete to get closer to the end goal. So it is therefore possible to live in the now and still be goal-oriented, to still be focused on uh, what we're working towards. If we look at the practice of Buddhism itself, it is indeed goal-oriented. Buddhism's chief goal is to liberate oneself from suffering, and this can take a lifetime or many lifetimes. And Buddhism has an organized system to reach that goal, such as actively letting go of attachments, quietening the ego, practicing gratitude, embracing impermanence, practicing compassion, and the list goes on and on with, as I said, the end goal being to eradicate suffering. So I think understanding that it's not always about the destination, it's about what happens along the way as well. Yes, we need to keep our eye on the prize, on our end goal, but what we learn on the journey to achieving our goal is just as important and often can be life-changing as well. For example, your goal may be to win a football premiership, but this doesn't mean you don't enjoy each game. It's about enjoying the journey to the destination and relishing in the ride. So we can be present in this moment while chipping away at our goal, but we do need a destination so that our mind, our body and our spirit will allow us to get fully immersed in that journey on a day-to-day -day basis. And as Ernest Hemingway said, it is good to have an end to journey towards, but it, it is the journey that matters in the end. So setting a goal may be related to work or to career, to your personal life or to fitness, perhaps an event. But I think it's really important to have your goal relate to something you are passionate about and also to be realistic, make your goal achievable. Perhaps it's about setting smaller goals that get you to that bigger end goal. If we can use the example of a marathon, perhaps. Well, first of all, you need to really enjoy running. <laughs> you will need to have a passion for running. Maybe you set the goal of running 5K, then you might do a 10K fun run, and then you might do a half marathon. Achieving these smaller goals on the way to the bigger goal can keep you motivated and it can increase your confidence in your abilities. I know I just said to be realistic and make it achievable, but also don't be afraid to move outside your comfort zone either. Nothing that exciting happens inside our comfort zone. 
if you've run a marathon before, maybe you need to up to an ultra or to perhaps a triathlon or similar. Yes, it's scary, but if we move outside of our comfort zone, we're forced to extend ourselves, And it's also a great opportunity to learn more about yourself. So believe it or not, one of my biggest fears is public speaking. And in years gone by, I was literally terrified of talking in front of others. But my desire to share my knowledge and to help others is now bigger than my still present fear of public speaking. When I did move outside my comfort zone this year and begun facilitating courses within my business and now podcasting, I was so terrified initially, but I can't tell you how fulfilling it's been to watch myself grow and not to mention all I've learnt and all of the opportunities that have presented themselves along the way. I'm still terrified, uh, but it's definitely getting easier. So once you've set that goal, lock it in. Using the marathon example, avoid just saying, this year I'll run a marathon. Find a specific event and register. Print off the info and stick it up somewhere that you will see it every day. This will be your reminder. This is your why. You may also want to write it down. Putting it out there is so important, I think. Asking or even advising the universe that this is your goal. This is what you are working towards. This is what you will achieve. Watch the language you use. I think this is really important. The language we use is vital in our thoughts and in our words and to others. Always strive to use positive language. Avoid statements like if, instead use when. So rather than saying if I finish the marathon, exchange it for when, exchange it for when I complete my marathon. It's vital that you send these positive messages and affirmations to the universe and to your subconscious mind. Know that your subconscious mind is always listening to your thoughts and to your words. The idea of what we think we become is so very true. Start to think of yourself as a marathon runner and your subconscious mind, which really is your obedient servant, will act on any request or any instruction that you give it. The subconscious mind cannot distinguish between what is real and what is imagined. So any thought that is repeated over and over again becomes an imprint in the unconscious mind. Write I am statements on your bathroom mirror, such as I am a runner, I am strong, I am fit, I am a marathon runner. Muhammad Ali famously told himself and the world, I am the greatest, long before he was the greatest. He said he figured if he kept saying it over and over again, not only would the world believe it, but that he would believe he was the greatest too. Ignore the naysayers. This was famously said time and time again by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Naysayers are those who will try and convince you that you cannot achieve your goal. Ignore them. Don't give naysayers an audience. Your subconscious mind doesn't need the doubt or the negativity. Those that doubt you or your goals are often projecting their own fears, their own doubts and their own limiting beliefs onto you. And personally for me, if someone doubts me, it puts a bigger fire in my belly. My year 10 English teacher told me I would amount to nothing and that just uh, made me more determined to do well. Uh, And Schwarzenegger was told he would never make it as well. He says, quote, In Hollywood they said I would never become a leading man. They used to say, Your body is too big. 
This is the 1970s and people like Dustin Hoffman and Al Pacino and Woody Allen, they are sex symbols. I said, oh, Jesus. So even though we have set our goal, I think it's important to not cling to expectations. Yes, have some specific set, some specific set out related to your goal. Uh, so you may think, yep, completing a marathon, I might run it in under four hours 30. But if things don't turn out as expected, understand that it is not the end of the world. Buddhism teaches us to not cling, to let go of expectations. This doesn't mean we shouldn't have a goal, but this philosophy can help us to accept whatever the outcome is of our goal. Buddhism says we hold our goals lightly so that they represent the direction in which we want to move rather than something that we must achieve. So therefore, there is no shame in not achieving our goals or if things don't turn out exactly as planned. We can exercise acceptance and self-compassion by not berating or putting ourselves down and look at what we can do differently next time. I personally detest the word failure, but for argument's sake, let's use the word failure. There is no shame in failure. Exercising a growth mindset, if you can, have faith and understand that this was a stepping stone. This can be hard as our ego often steps in and we indulge in limiting beliefs and begin to see ourselves as a failure. If we can ultimately remove the idea of failure, even avoid using the word failure altogether, remove it from your mindset, remove it from your vocabulary. If things don't turn out as expected, learn. What will you do differently next time? What steps will you change? As Muhammad Ali said, he who is not courageous enough to take risks will accomplish nothing in life. So take a note from Ali's book and recognize that it is not terrible to fail. The only failure is never having tried. So perhaps you can use the new year as a signpost to set some goals. Maybe set one goal, an achievable goal. I uh, highly recommend that you write it down, break it down, figure out what you need to do to achieve it, talk about it, think about it using positive language, of course, and uh, positive self-talk, positive thoughts, and manifest it, make it happen. Enjoy the journey along the way and accept whatever the outcome is. Learn from whatever the outcome is. I was actually listening to something the other day that said only 15% of the population actually sets goals. This surprised me because for me personally, working towards my goals is exciting. And when you get there, when you achieve that goal, the sense of achievement is incredible. And not to mention what you learn along the way, particularly about yourself and uh, also the opportunities that are created as well. So thanks for dropping by to listen to today's podcast uh, on goals and goal setting. If you've enjoyed this episode and if you've learned something, please feel free to share. You never know, it just might help someone else. So until next time, a happy new year, wishing you all the best for 2019. And may you have peace in your thoughts and your heart and share it with others. If for any reason you have found the content of today's podcast triggering or distressing in any way, 
please consider accessing some professional support. Australian mental health telephone support numbers are listed in the show notes. You've been listening to the Mindful Life podcast with your host, Marianne Eve, mental health social worker and mindfulness educator. If you'd like further information or you'd like to connect, feel free to make contact via Facebook or Instagram under the handle Mindful Life Podcast or via email mindfullifepodcast at gmail.com.